Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, July the 30th, and uh, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, may God's grace be with you today. Uh, God's joy. I've uh, really been reflecting on that uh, this morning. So uh, today, my friends, uh, as we enter in, uh, we get to the end of the week, uh, we're going to finish up the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. We went away from it yesterday when we celebrated the feast day, but today we're back on it. So we're going to read out of Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 to 58, and that takes us out of the 13th chapter, which is a long one. Boy, oh boy, we had, uh, we've had we been in there for, gosh, week and a half, two weeks. Um, but anyway, let's break it open. I'll set a little bit of the stage and the context, and, uh, and then let's see what God's Word has for us today, shall we? So uh, let's, uh, let's listen for uh, what God has. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary? And his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's set the context. Let's just kind of go back and remember where were we. So Jesus was teaching and has been for quite some time, been teaching in parables. Uh, You remember last week we had the parable of the sower and the seed, right? The the, uh, extravagance of God. Uh, And uh, and then this week talked about, uh, you know, the, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed or like yeast. And then uh, uses lots of these images, um, talked about them with Dennis on Wednesday. The kingdom of heaven is like that pearl of great price, right? Like a treasure found in a field. And then had we stayed yesterday, he talked about uh, it's like fishermen going out and casting a net and bringing in a load of fish. And uh, how we need to go, uh, that, that uh, you know, in our own lives, we need to bring out the old and the new from the storehouse. So he's been teaching in these, uh, in this way of stories, in this way of parables, and he's been teaching in a different place. Uh, you know, most likely Capernaum. Uh, that was where Jesus kind of set up his residence when he went about. It's on the south end of uh, of the Sea of Galilee. So again, those in the Wisconsin area think Lake Winnebago, a long, in terms of length, uh, piece, body of water, but not necessarily in terms of width, very wide. Uh, and he was right at the southern tip of it, so where Fond du Lac would be. And uh, it allowed him not only to, to move about in Galilee, which is the northern region, 
but to go through Samaria quite easily and into Judea where Jerusalem was. But anyway, he was teaching in, in these parables and teaching uh, in most likely Capernaum. And now he goes to his native place, Nazareth, which was also in Galilee, would have been north uh, of Capernaum. And so <clears throat> you see kind of things change. So Jesus came to his native place. He's back in Nazareth and taught the people in their synagogue. So he goes into their place of prayer, into their, their, their normal place where they're going to listen and open themselves to the Word of God. And you can even see within this brief gospel reading, brothers and sisters, how they turn, right? Because it says this, they were astonished and said, where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Just if they would have stopped right there, right? How great that would have been because they were taken with his wisdom. They saw it. They realized that something special was in their midst. They were astonished at his wisdom and his mighty deeds and the works that he did. They saw that there was something there, that, that truly he was a man of God. But then it continues, right? The story doesn't stop there. Then they start questioning. Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas are not all his sisters here with us? Where did he get all this? My gosh, even if it would have stopped there, it would have been better. But now they're questioning. I'll say that at the culture and at the time, uh, you didn't rise above your station in life. I think that there's some of that in life here today as well, but it was most definitely present in the Jewish and Hebrew culture back at the time of Jesus, so 2,000 years ago. And so they even name it. Is he not the carpenter's son? Meaning, if he's the carpenter's son, isn't he supposed to be a carpenter? Isn't he supposed to know his lot in life and he doesn't rise above it? That that is what he is? And there is no disrespect in being a carpenter. That was a, a fine occupation and, uh, and uh, order and, and place in life. Uh, it was a good skill to know. Uh, so why isn't he doing that? Isn't he the carpenter's son? Uh, I don't expect to hear wisdom in these mighty deeds from a carpenter. I expect good carpentry, good woodwork. I expect a good chair, not something I sit in and hear wisdom, you know, and, and see mighty deeds. So why is he not doing chairs? You know? That, that, that doesn't, again, they're not necessarily cutting him down, but they're just saying, you're over here, but you, you belong over there. Because... You're the carpenter's son. And, and, and don't we know your family? You know, we know Mary. And, and again, the, you know, it says his brothers and sisters, James, Joseph, Simon, Judas, and his sisters with us. You know, there's, the, I, and I've said this before, and maybe in a future podcast I'll do it again, that word brothers and sisters could just as easily mean cousins. You know, we, we believe in the perpetual virginity of Mary as Catholics. Uh, and so don't get hung up on that right now. 
Uh, perhaps I'll do another podcast on that, but don't 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 get hung up on that at all. Basically, he's saying we know his family; they're all here, they're all here, and and they're all still with us, and they're all doing normal things. How come he's not? Let's get him back into doing normal things and not this abnormal stuff. And so, at first, they see what he's doing; they know he's special; they know he's a man of God. But then they question, uh, but but. He's supposed to be doing all over this, all this lot in life. His his family's all doing that. Why is he not doing it? You know how that we have that saying now: if you want to be an expert, uh, all you got to do is travel 50 miles or whatever it is. Uh, an expert is never an expert in their own place. People know them. They know how we were when we were kids. Just last week, you know, I, I hung out with a bunch of high school friends. Um, we went, uh, you know, we just get together every year. And um, before we went up, a good buddy of mine works in the, in the town in which we grew up. And uh, somebody at his workplace said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Instead of going together with a bunch of high school friends going up north, you know, going to hang out at the cabin. And they, they asked him, oh, who's coming with you? And, and he mentioned my name, Joe Zank. And they're like, oh, little Joey? Little Joey is going with you? Because they were a neighbor of mine growing up. And that's all they know of me, right, is when I was three or four. Uh, they don't know me at 56 as minister, uh, as, as and, and how could they? But you know what? That that same point is that's their context, and so that's how they're going to refer to me. Please don't call me little Joey, by the way. I haven't been called that maybe since you know them, them. <laughs> but that's what they call me, and and the same point here is, hey, little Jesus. Little, this little Jesus is back here? That doesn't make any sense to us because we know you in this context. And how can you be this person over here? We don't allow people to grow up and be who they need to be, right? Because I knew them then when they, they had a dirty diaper and were running around and snot coming from their nose. They, we don't allow them to grow up to be who they are. I think that's just a human construct. We put people in the boxes of when we knew them. That idea of an expert, you have to come from somewhere else because, gosh, we don't know your past. All we're going to do, we're not going to get hung up on that. We just want to hear your wisdom and your words. So then here comes part three in this gospel. They're hung up on all this, can't get beyond it, and so they took offense at him. They took offense, meaning I'm angry about this. I can't hear what you have to say and what you're doing anymore because I've worked myself into saying you belong over here and not over there and you're trying to do this and now I'm angry. I'm taking offense. And Jesus says the truth. A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his native house because, because we don't allow it to happen. We can't see beyond our own prejudices and our own boxes. And we all have them. Well, that's not a, a judgment for you. Gosh darn it, I have them. And I wish I didn't. Uh, and, and you do too. We all have our blind spots. And then this last one, the uh, last line, he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. Not because they were angry at him. Not because they were, were uh, you know, trying to put him in his place. And he just said, ah, you guys, I'm not going to work any mighty deeds here because of you. You're just, you know, you're not, you don't deserve it. That's not it at all. He didn't work many, many mighty deeds there 
because they couldn't open themselves to that. Because of them, not him. You know, I'll use the example um, for an effective homily to happen. What does there need to be? Do we need the, the preacher to, to be really good? Like even here, for an effective reflection to happen, what do we need? Well, at one level, we need somebody who has something to say. Someone who knows what they're talking about and can make it applicable in our everyday life. But it's not just on them, right? It's on us who hear that homily. We have to be open to that word. Because if we're not open, he can or she can, whoever's given the reflection, whatever it is, they can be the most eloquent people giving the most beautiful reflection or homily and, and bringing us incredibly close to, to God's word and making it make sense in our life. But if I'm not open to that, it's not going to reach me. Not because of them, but because of me. We need both sides, the, the, the homilist, the reflectionist, and the hearer to be open so that word can take root and the spirit present in both. In both, because the spirit can do, you know, gosh, I don't know how many times I've given a reflection and people come after, up afterwards and say, that was fantastic. And this, you know, this really spoke to me and they'll, they'll say something and I'll be like, hmm, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> that was not what I was saying. But the spirit was at work within them because that's what they needed to hear. But they were open to that spirit and the Spirit took them. That's what's going on here. Their lack of openness, their lack of openness, put up a wall, and they weren't able to hear or see what Jesus could be for them. He couldn't be Messiah for them. He couldn't be prophet for them. Because that didn't fit into little Jesus. and didn't fit into who he was and what the family was and what they knew them to be. Brothers and sisters, Abraham Lincoln once said, and I'm going to say this poorly. I, I, I read this years ago. I know this is where he was going. I, I won't say the exact words correctly. But he said, basically, I will accept truth from whatever source I, I, I receive it from. Meaning, exactly this gospel. I will look at what is true and right and just. And I will receive it. And I won't let the person bringing the message stopped me from hearing it. Oh, would we be so good as to, uh, to, to be the, in the same vein as what Abraham Lincoln is telling us here? Brothers and sisters, I mentioned before, we all have blind spots. Again, not, not doing that to shame anyone or judge. I am doing it to say, hey, can we, can we know what they are? So then the next time we, we hear truth or see truth, in somebody with, with those blind spots that we have, we're going to be more open and receptive to it? You know, maybe we think truth and, and, and uh, God's word and God's life can't come from somebody because of the uh, position that they're in or because of the lack of education that they have or because of the, uh, the color of their skin or their upbringing or their gender uh, or, or, you know, uh, the, the wrong side of the tracks, uh, or uh, their, their life of faith, uh, or the whatever group they, they come from. Again, we all have those who are in and who are out. 
But God doesn't have those lines. He works on both sides. And are we able to put aside those lines in order to hear that? Because that's real. It was real in Jesus' time, and it's real in ours. We put people in boxes and say, you don't have anything to teach me. I don't want to make this about me, but I'll just use an example. I don't know how many times I've, I've heard people say to me, you shouldn't be uh, uh, breaking open God's word. You shouldn't be reflecting because you're not ordained. Um, you know, the Spirit of God, like that story in Numbers, right? The Spirit of God falls outside the camp. There were 70 that Moses invited to, for the Spirit of God to fall down upon so they could assist him with his work. But two of them were not at the gathering when, uh, when the Spirit came down upon them. And, but the Spirit fell on them too, but even though they were in a different place. And when the 68 uh, saw that these other two were, were doing these great acts and, and preaching this great word, uh, they went up to Moses and said, should we stop these two? They weren't here with us when you prayed over us for the Spirit to come down so we could do these. And he said, would that the Spirit would fall on all of us. Brothers and sisters, don't let a title or don't let uh, 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 where you grew up or don't let a history or don't let a, 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 a label keep us from realizing the Spirit does not have those same lines and the truth can come from anywhere. That's what Jesus is telling us today. That is, that's what he invites us into. Would that the Spirit fall upon all of us. And would that we be open to that Spirit to receive its truth regardless of the source. Let's pray. We uh, conclude our glorious mysteries today, right? So again, let's just trust whatever's going on in our hearts and our lives. Let's just trust that to Jesus during the midst of this prayer, knowing that's the safest and best place for it to be. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those of most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have the best Friday and the most wonderful weekend. Again, I, I just pray that uh, you're open to the, to the leading of God's Spirit in whatever way he needs to lead you and I this weekend. May we fill, be filled with uh, God's courage, God's joy, God's goodness. God's peace to you.